Coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, and across the sandy beaches of the Carolina coast, take warning, this is Kaniac Sessions. Kaniac Sessions. Providing you with in-depth coverage of your Carolina Hurricanes. And now, let's get on to the session with your hosts, Griff and A.B. Hello out there, Kaniac Nation. Thanks for joining us again for Session 9 of Kaniac Sessions. Uh, today, we're going to recap kind of the first week of the preseason and um, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're seeing and how things are shaping up as the Canes approach the regular season. Um, So we'll get that underway here in just a few minutes. Uh, First things first, we're brought to you by DraftKings as a member of THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Sports gambling is coming to North Carolina. Fall sports are in full swing and we're getting ready to drop the puck on a new NHL season real soon so go ahead and sign up for DraftKings. use promo code thpn when doing so uh to score some bonus bets ab it's october uh opening night is almost here how you feeling how you doing over there and uh, this is what we've been waiting for this is what every team every fan base has been waiting for i'm so pumped you know Watching the preseason, you know, it was cool to see uh, some of the younger guys come in. and Definitely some of the new faces, old faces, um, but it's it's not like uh, the regular season. But let's check yeah. on the preseason results. We had four games so far by the time of recording this. On September 26th, we played Tampa. We got the 5-2 win. Tampa started the scoring, and then the Canes scored four unanswered goals from uh, Jaden Hobgawax, Caleb Jones, Tony D'Angelo, and Noel Gundler. And uh, Bellows scored the game-winning goal. Anderson and Kachekov both played. They stopped 13 out of 14 shots. When I was watching it, I was looking at the young guys and mostly Dmitry Orloff and Tony D'Angelo. When I saw D'Angelo play, it looked like he hadn't missed a step. It looked like he had been playing with the team last year. It's just he's so well fit for Rod's system. And we saw Orloff, and Orloff was playing very well, kind of quiet, though. But you could see his uh, skating ability and his puck movement was phenomenal. Just a little sample size, but definitely seeing D'Angelo get two points was definitely something that I enjoyed. Yeah, I did too. Um, it's kind of funny, you know, everybody knows by now that <laughs> that whole scoring sequence for D'Angelo, it started off with a, you know, he screwed up on defense, somehow ended up with the puck, or well, it was a shot. Um, you know, he screwed up defensively. We got the puck back. We got it down the ice. Somebody took a shot, um, and then there was a rebound available, and D'Angelo put it in the back of the net. And it was kind of like, you know, the um, Mike and Tripp had a good time with it. Um, you know, just, I mean, that whole sequence right there is Tony D'Angelo in a nutshell, right? But, yeah. Um, no, it was cool to watch. You could tell, you know, not everybody was giving it 100%, but um, it was cool to see some of the guys on PTO, some of the, the um, rookies and, and then even some of the, you know, the new, the new faces that are also veterans um skating for the canes uh so it yeah it was cool to see uh we got the dub even though it's in the preseason if you're uh if you're gonna play and keep score you might as well try to win so you know we hear that statement quite often but you know it was cool we got the win it's always good to beat tampa no matter who's playing right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that was that that was the first preseason game then the very next night uh the canes got right back at it against florida and this was um this was a little special uh, kind of storyline around this game. Uh, everybody knows by now, Skylar Brindamore, who is the son of Rod Brindamore, our coach. Uh, Skylar was drafted by into the Florida Panthers organization. Or I'm sorry, he wasn't drafted, was he? He signed a 
Was he was he was he drafted or did he just sign a a contract with the Checkers? I'm not I'm not sure. I thought his draft rights were from Edmonton at first. I don't I don't I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. I'm not sure either. I'm kind of I thought anyway. No, he he was not drafted. I think he just signed an AHL deal with Charlotte, which is obviously the Florida's AHL uh, affiliate. So he went to camp with the Panthers. Maurice threw him on the ice in Raleigh. Uh, to play against his dad, which was real cool. You know, there yeah. was a whole thing about around it and, uh, you know, photo sessions before the game. And, you know, every media member had to ask questions about it. And, you know, <laughs> it's got to be a cool t- a cool thing for their family. I'm sure they had a good time with it. But um, Kane's got the win, 4-1. Uh, Florida got on the board first. And then the Canes came and scored four unanswered. Uh, Steph Nason, Ryan Suzuki, Brady Shea, and Michael Bunting were your goal scorers. And man, Bunting was very, very noticeable on the ice all night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, he looked know, phenomenal. He did. I mean, in every, you know, on the defensive side, on and on the offensive side, I mean, he was just, if that's the, you know, in that small little sample size, if we get that kind of play all year, man, this, like, this guy is going to bring, so much to the team and i'm excited for it um but ronta ronta got the start he saved eight of nine um and then he was relieved halfway through by yanni peretz uh who came in and looked really good i mean six Mm -hmm. shots but he saved all six of them Mm -hmm. and uh you know all four goalies so far this preseason have looked solid um Mm -hmm. You know, Peretz may have a pretty good future ahead of him here. Uh, we'll see. But um, any thoughts on that game before we move on, A.B.? No, just to touch on bunting again. What really stood out and what we have talked about in previous sessions before is the finishing problem. We had the finishing problem, and when we talked to Adam Gold as well, we tried to fix that with Max Pacioretty. You could see Michael Bunting on the ice. I can't remember if it it was on the power play. Just a shot, and it just was saved by the goalie, and it right in front of the net, and Bunting just picked it up and scored. I mean, we've struggled with finishing, and the way he's playing right now, it definitely looks like we may have the answer to that problem. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I try to just keep telling myself, especially during these two games, I had to keep telling myself, like, it's only the preseason. If some of this carries over into the regular season and translates well, which I'm sure it will, but uh, it just it's just a glimpse of what's to come, we hope. Mm-hmm. But it is important to remember that it is the preseason, and <laughs> some of the teams that we're playing against are AHL rosters at best. So mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, we'll, we'll see. Friday we had a little bit of a weird predicament. I had I'd never seen it before. The both of the Canes, not both of the Canes, the Canes. It felt like they were split into two organizations. <laughs> well, they were. Um, it was both of the Canes. It was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one team played in Florida, and the other one played in Tampa. Uh, both losing outcomes. Uh, but we saw Aho make his debut. We saw Jarvis. We saw Maches, Teravainen. I wish there were good things to say, but there really wasn't. You know, I I stopped watching. Um, But uh, Bunting, again, scored against Florida. Uh, Orloff, Drury, and D'Angelo had an assist, and uh, Kochekov made over 20 saves. Um, And then in Tampa, we got shut out, but uh, Peretz made 24 saves. It's It's like we talked about with Bunting. I... I'm so excited for this dude, especially on the power play. Uh, during training camp, uh, they've messed with the lines a little bit, but it's like we predicted. It's pretty similar. But Orloff getting an assist was nice to see. And Drury, you and I both are not really high on Jack Drury, but to see him get a point was nice. Yeah, I mean, again, these two games, you know, flush them, whatever. It, I feel like, you know, the – the Tampa game, we had some guys that that their first on ice action of the year. You know, they get on a plane, fly to Tampa, suit up, 
and play for the first time this preseason. So, you know, I'm not going to – I don't want to get <laughs> – I need to keep myself in, in check here and tell myself not to get worked up over yeah, a four shutout yeah. in the preseason mm-hmm. in Tampa with Ajo and our other, you know, veteran forwards on the ice. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I think I think our defense uh, in that game was a little – I think – I think it was uh, maybe Chatfield and Jones were our were our top pair in that game, if I, I recall. Think so. I think uh, so. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's pre- again, it's preseason. Got, preseason. Got it's keep... still frustrating. It's still it is. frustrating. It is. But uh, you know, when you see the lineup that we sent to Tampa, especially the forwards, when you see that on the ice, you expect, yeah. you know, mm. you just expect good things to to happen. But whatever. You know, I fully expect that not to be the case when we play at Tampa in just a few weeks. Yeah, with one team. Yeah, and now that now the news is out that uh, Vasilevsky's hurt or he's, yeah. he's out recovering from surgery, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so, so who knows? Who knows what goalie we'll see in that game? Because um, I believe we're I believe we're away at Tampa. Uh, somewhere toward the end of August, or excuse me, October, before we have mm-hmm. the two game back to back at home. Uh, I believe we're in Tampa right before that. Somewhere around like the twenty, I don't know. Don't quote me on this. In the early twenties of October. So who knows what goalie we're going to see? Um, Tampa they've, can make a- they've talked about uh, trades, trading for a goalie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because Vasilevsky's it. gone pretty much for two months. So, when you don't have Vasilevsky, you're not going to do pretty well because he's the best goalie in the NHL, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he's one of them. I saw, sure. I saw <laughs> something uh, with the Lightning. Steven Stamkos was getting uh, frustrated because, you know, they haven't had contract talks. And somebody, somebody on Twitter uh, put this out, but somebody said, I thought it was funny, but kind of one of those things were like, huh, maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm not expecting it to happen whatsoever. If you were to trade uh, Ronta, maybe a couple picks, get Steven Samkos. I don't know. Make well, a dream. There's, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see Stamkos in a Canes jersey, um, but you never know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I, I don't, I just don't see. I don't know. I could see a trade maybe involving a, a goaltender, but man, how what a slap in the face that would be. You know, Ronta comes back on like a $1.5 million deal. It takes a hometown discount to stay here because he wants mm-hmm. to be here. And then they just trade him to Tampa. That would suck so bad. Yeah. I mean, I, again, it's just, again, it's just Twitter, you know, but I think also they, the reason they have the th- three-headed monster, and we've talked about this before, I'm going to call it the three-headed monster. That's that's I nicknaming it the three-headed monster. Um, it's because both of those Ranta and Anderson have had the injury bug. Yeah. So I just and I don't want to help Tampa either. I don't want no, to, nope, no, no. I don't want to be the responsible for giving them an out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously, they're. I mean, yeah, they're not in our division, but. They're in the conference. I mean, mm-hmm. Tampa's been a thorn in our side, you know, historically over the past four or five seasons, you know, for obvious reasons. Yep. Uh, but, you know, I'm not trying to give them an out. I want them, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I don't, I don't wish bad things upon Vasilevsky. Like he, the game is better when he is in net. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um, no, like if I want them to struggle, I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, Go through I some agree. adversity, you know. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to be responsible for giving them an out. So, I want to go down there and I want to pepper seven goals on some dude standing in net down there, and then you know, skate off the ice and be happy. That's what I want, and I don't want mm-hmm. it to be Ronta. So, mm-hmm. um, can stay. I don't. That's that's fine. Well, they're not used to being, you know. Struggling or mediocre, so right, yeah, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I think so, we all are. So, um, so yeah, we've got that was four four of the six preseason games uh, have wrapped up to this point. 
the Canes continue practice uh, throughout the week. And today is Sunday, October 1st at recording. So they practice this morning and then um, they'll practice again this week before flying to Nashville and playing the Predators Thursday night and then returning to PNC Arena um, for the Friday night home game against the Predators to close out the preseason. And then we will start seeing the roster take shape. We'll see um, we'll see some guys going overseas back to wherever they were, you know, wherever the homes are that they have that uh, Don Waddell's found for all these players. And, um, you know, obviously the PTO guys will, you know, unless they sign a deal, they will go on to wherever it is that they want to go after this. So we'll really start seeing things take shape. We got about another good another week. Um, before we start seeing any kind of major moves, um, so to speak. But, you know, I think we st- I think there's been some hints out there. Um, if you've paid attention over the last uh, couple of weeks, well, you know, from the beginning of camp to today, there's some hints that are out there. Um, we've seen, you know, the lines that they've been skating in in camp. We've seen how both uh both groups have been divided up for practices um but what we're looking at as far as lines and this is no way shape or form what exactly we're going to see on the ice come October 11th but what it's looking like is bunting aho jarvis on the first line svech kk natchez on the second Martinuk, Stahl, Taravainen on the third. Um, then Lemieux, Drury, um, Faust, and Nason. You can interchange those how you want on the fourth. That's the forwards. AB, do you want to walk us through what the defense looks like so far? Well, obviously, the first line staying the same. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Slavin, Burns, Shea, and Pesci. This one raised a lot of eyebrows. Dimitri Orloff, Tony D'Angelo, and then Coglin and Chatfield. This goes back into the question. Does D'Angelo play on opening night? Yeah, I don't know. I just know that, you know, all summer, you and I, as well as many others, have been talking about how we expected a trade to mm-hmm. happen before now. Well, here we are, October 1st. Ten days before opening night, Brett Pesci and Brady Shea are both still Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't rule it out, you know, obviously, because it it still could happen. But you kind of get the feeling like they're going to be with us. You know, maybe, maybe at least through the trade deadline, maybe beyond, you know, depending on on what kind of season we're having. So everything we anticipated as far as the log jam on the defense being, you know, relieved, so to speak, may not be. Uh, we may be we may be rolling through the season with seven top four defensemen, potential top four defensemen uh, on our roster. So it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I honestly, I can't believe, it, I can't believe yeah, we're paying Dmitry Orlov seven and a half million dollars to play third pair. I mean, I know, I know everybody says, oh, the minute the minutes are going to be even, the minutes are this or that or whatever, but we're paying the guy seven and a half million dollars and he's skating on the third pair. And I mean, things can change, but I mean, uh, Shay and Pesci, I don't think are going to get separated. I mean, no, I, they've been playing. I, here I, too I don't long. think that. Yeah, and. Slavin and Burns aren't moving unless, you know. I wouldn't be upset if maybe D'Angelo slid up there. However, uh, you know, you've got you gotta remember about Chatfield. Right now I like I like the defense where it is. Hot take. I'm gonna say it. I think D'Angelo is gonna start opening night and Chatfield will not start. I think I agree. I think you're right. I don't know if I hate it though. 
Like, yeah. well, not, no, don't get me wrong. I don't yeah, hate yeah, it that Tony yeah, D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Making hate sure. it. I don't hate it that Tony D'Angelo is in our, you know, starting defenseman. I'm not saying that. I hate the fact that Chatfield's not. I wish mm. there was room for both of them. Um, you know, it's just. But who do you take out? You know what I mean. If you want to put Chatfield, you know, in your top, in your in your six, your six defenseman group or whatever you want to call it, who do you take out? You're not taking out Slavin, Burns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shea or Pesci or Love. So if you want, if you if you if you value D'Angelo's power play utilization, then you can't take him out either. So I mean, I don't know. I just what a dilemma. I just hate I, my biggest issue is I feel like like you know, I know these are all professionals and I'm I know Chatfield's been interviewed and been on the record saying that you know, it's professional sports, you know, we're professional athletes, we have to compete, we have to, you know, all that's all fine and dandy in their words. But, you know, I don't, I'm afraid this is going to create issues somewhere in this group of of players. Like, you know, that's the last thing I want is there to be issue in the locker room or an issue between a player and management or the coaching staff or whatever. And, and I feel like, to me, Chatfield is a long-term piece to this team. You know, I know mm-hmm. he's not signed yet, but he has the potential to be signed, you know, long term or at least midterm. He is he could be a piece of your de- de- defense moving forward. And I'm afraid that we are going to ruin a relationship and that the guy's going to walk away. And I don't want that to happen. Mm. Huh. I just especially I think Rod likes Tony D'Angelo. So do I. Place. But yeah, I like Jalen Chatfield. So do too. I. Well, yeah, but especially with that power play, I think that's also why they brought him back too. I mean, the, when he was quarterbacking our power play, I think what it was top ten in the league. Um, it was up but there, top third, yeah. Yeah, but Chatfield, you know, he he's so great. Uh, he's a great defenseman. He's improving. Um, but like you said, five of the, the defensemen are not getting put as an extra. So it's yeah. maybe it just may be D'Angelo and Chatfield back and forth and back and forth. But it's like we said, you know, I'm shocked a trade hasn't happened because you can't carry seven defensemen that can be easily plugged into anybody's NHL team as top four defensemen. Well, I think that's, I think they can, and I think they will. Mm, <laughs> so, we'll yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I agree with you, but I don't feel like the team's mentality is the same as ours. But anyway, we'll see how it shapes shapes up. You know, um, but I think you're right. I think think Tony D'Angelo is going to be one of the six defenders on the bench come October 11th. And uh, speaking of power play, yeah. Well, hey, let's real quick. Before we get into our power play and talk about this, let's take a break and let's hear from our sponsors. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensed partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, L.A. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. 
csportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And we're back. We are back. Let's talk some power plays, A.B. All right. Before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> Sveshnikov, Aho, and Jarvis. D'Angelo and Burns. That's how they've been skating? Yeah, that's how it is. And the second unit, Bunting, Natchez, Nason, Teravine, and Orlov. I like how the first unit looks. Kind of surprised when D'Angelo was put on that first unit in practice. I thought, you know, Svech was going to be up there and maybe Bunting was going to fill in uh, for Svech. But even today during the practice, uh, as of recording, October the 1st, he filled in for Svech on the first unit because Svech was working on the penalty kill. The second unit, Natchez, we haven't seen play center in a while. So I'm interested to see how he'll do on, you know, face-offs. But then again, he has is learning from one of the best face-off uh, centers uh, in recent memory. Assuming he takes the face-offs. Yeah, assuming. And then you have Nason. Like we said, both of us like Nason on the power play. Um, yeah. And Teravainen, obviously, and Orloff. You know, I, I like Orloff on the second unit. Yeah, I do too. I think the I think that, you know, we've always – well, I, I won't speak for both of us, but I've always assumed uh, when we brought D'Angelo in, I always assumed he would run one power play and Brent Burns mm-hmm. would run the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know we had even thrown around a couple times that maybe – Orlov and D'Angelo played on the same power play, but never did we really mess with the idea that Tony D'Angelo and Brent Burns would play both on the same power play. But it makes like it makes a lethal unit. I mean, if you if you put D'Angelo as the the power play quarterback, and you put Brent Burns, you know, somewhere power. around the huh power. Yeah, you put him over on the side somewhere around the face-off circle or the Ovechkin spot or whatever you want to call it and, you know, get the puck to him and he just nails one-timers at the goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that you know, Aho would be in the bumper spot and Svech would be uh, down low on the goal line and then Jarvis over on the other side, right? So, um, I mean, that just... That that could shape up to be, you know, a lethal power play unit. Um, yeah, I see the power play one. I see uh, passes uh, coming from D'Angelo back to Burns on the top right, and then maybe mm-hmm. a little saucer pass to fetch the call, and he finishes it. And the right. same thing with D'Angelo to Jarvis, and everybody on that unit can score. And we didn't expect D'Angelo and Burns to uh, be on the first unit, but. Again, you have speed, great shot, great passing, and just uh, slap shot power. Yeah, yeah, it's it it looks good, and and even the you know the second power play unit. I don't, you know, maybe that changes some, um, but you know, you could you could wrote you could uh, put bunting if you needed to. You could move bunting up to the first power play unit, drops fetch down if you need some more balance. Um, that's but, one thing I thought. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Nason's good on the power play. I mean, that's where he that's where he earns his his keep is is you know, around the net on the power play, but um Orlov can quarterback it. You know, he he did it for Washington, he did it when he was in Boston. Um he does well. And you know, we all know what Tara Vining can do. Um mm-hmm. and then Nation's has a great one-timer, great mm-hmm. shot, bunting, cleaning up trash around the net. I I, I mean, it's got potential um it's better than having you know and i love i love kk i love Jesperi Kokanyemi, but it's better than yeah. having to rely on kk mm-hmm. to get you some power play points um and mm-hmm. you know i am cautiously optimistic about our special teams mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we'll see so let's get to um some thoughts 
through one week of the preseason. So some initial thoughts. Do you have any initial thoughts or or, or things that you see shaping up or uh, updates on storylines or anything like that? What are, you, what are you looking at? So one that we had talked about is uh, Vasily Panamarov. You know, we right. expected him to, you know, be on the roster uh, and, you know, fill in as an extra or even, you know, fourth line. However, he is expected to miss uh, quite some time, uh, something with his knee, a tweak, uh, you know, just playing it safe and not, you know, doing anything. So we have Ryan Suzuki, who had a great rookie camp and has looked great in the preseason. Is he fighting for the roster spot? Yeah, I mean, we... We both had talked about Pano being, uh, you know, that storyline we talked about, you know, what, two weeks ago now in our last session. And and real quick, just a quick little disclaimer here. Um, we apologize for not having a session last week, but, uh, man, it's been a busy couple of weeks at work for me. And, like, Sunday was just – last Sunday I just, like, I felt like I can't do anything. I need to rest, whatever. Um, but, yeah, just – we apologize for that, but we're back with session nine today. So sorry about that. Anyway, I had to run off on that real quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, we thought that Pano was the story to watch. And, you know, maybe he still is. I mean, you, you know, but Ryan Suzuki has looked great. You know, he has been more noticeable you know, if you just take, if you just look at the preseason as a you know big picture, why you know just take a big picture look at the preseason. Does does Jack Drury stand out more than Ryan Suzuki? No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't think Mm-mm. so. Um, Suzuki was I, on the score sheet more, right? More noticeable. He was, yeah, and I and I don't really think he played that much more uh, than Drury, no. but. You know, and it, it, we just don't know. Um, you know, we don't know what the mentality is of the coach, but, you know, that could definitely be something that, you know, we see happen. I mean, I don't know. But what else? What else you have? Unger Sorum. Wow. Yeah, he's been Turned the 18 heavy. years old on September 14th, and I saw a tweet. He wasn't born when Brent Burns made his debut. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. He is a second round pick uh, from the 2023 draft, signed a three year deal. He looked, every time he has played in the preseason, he has looked like he has been on the roster for more than two years. He just fits that system so well. And I expect him to be on. The opening night roster, maybe next year. I don't maybe know. Next year. Yeah, but he looked great. Stood out a lot. Hadn't heard a lot about him, but the way he's been playing, I mean, that's hard to miss him. Yeah, he's got a future for sure. Um, I don't know if this is the year to to mess with this. You know, I know that there's been a lot of uh talk around Twitter and you know the the press and things about Felix Ungersorum and you know. Could he be on the roster this year? Can he force his, you know, force his way into Raleigh? Um, you know, and I, and I know Rod was asked about it today at his Sunday press conference after practice, but uh, and he didn't rule it out. But I don't think it was Rod saying that there's a chance that he could wind up in Raleigh. I think that he was saying, you know, we want him to play two more preseason games, and then we're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it, whether it be bury him in the AHL somewhere or send him overseas. I don't think Rod was you know, saying that there's a chance. Cause I mean, who's he going to unseat? You're going to, you're going to yeah. send, you, I mean, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not going to play center. Right. So mm-hmm. whose spots are you going to take? Nason's? No. Nope. Um, and don't get me wrong. I like, I love this kid. Like he's, he's played great, but I, I just feel like he's a couple years away. I mean, he's he just turned 18. Um, yeah, he's played good in the preseason, but man, put this guy in the, you know, an NHL regular season playing four nights a week, three nights a week, you know, it's too gonna, much. It's going to catch up, you know, it's the competition's better. You're playing against world class players. 
like let this guy grow a little bit, let him develop a little bit, and then you know let's start talking about the Canes roster here in you know maybe next year is a little too early as well, but you never know. Um, this is not the year to be playing with an eighteen-year-old, yeah, second-round pick. It's just not. We've got bigger aspirations than you know this feel-good story. And I know I sound awful, but, but you know I'm not trying to like crap on the guy like you know he's been great but this is just not the year yeah too much experiment with this yeah no experiments this year please yeah that's that's come and gone but how about yanni peretz man he's um he's been solid you know even from rookie camp or not the rookie camp the uh, rookie showcase um through the preseason the guy just freaking stops pucks man he's like um He's just <laughs> he's just hard to play against, and uh, he looks solid. I mean, he could develop into, um, you know, maybe a maybe he's the, maybe him and uh, Kuchekov are our future tandem here in a couple years. I mean, who knows? These look great. I can't. When I first heard the name, I I had and most Perkins fans never heard of him, and then you know watching the uh, NCAA tournament. He really, really contributed to that team winning the national championship. Uh, yeah. And Skylar Brendamore uh, was also on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, yeah, he's looked great. Uh, again, he's young. I'm glad we signed him because if we hadn't, he was going to get picked up pretty quickly. Um, yeah, no doubt. So I'm ex- I'm excited. You know, we'll see him probably – uh, maybe in kind of like Ungrosorum in a couple of years, but uh, it's definitely a nice uh, grab and somebody to have into the system to develop even more. Yeah, he's um, you know he's definitely something to look forward to. I uh, hope so. Send him, send him down, let him develop, um, and then here in a couple of years when we are looking for a goalie to play with Kochekov, then you know he's an option. He could be an option. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's some initial thoughts through the first week. Um, you know, some things to keep watching for everybody out there. Uh, but now we are going to do some fun things. Uh, AB and I are going to give some bold predictions. Uh, we are going to predict uh, the final Metro Division standings that we that we think will take shape come april and then we are going to react to some crazy tweets and then we're going to get out of here so uh let's get these let's get these predictions out you want me to go first yeah go ahead all right here we go so bold predictions and we've kind of touched on this but i'm going to go ahead and say it tony d'angelo is going to start opening night aside orlov Chatfield's mm-hmm. going to be the healthy extra. It's just, I agree. That, you know, I love Tony D'Angelo. I'm glad he's here. But man, I love Jalen Chatfield too. Um, and I hate it that I've already talked about it. I'm going to move on. <laughs> next one. <laughs> Beat a dead horse. Anyway, next, the Canes are going to finish October with 16 at least 16 of a possible 20 points. You know, we could see a loss at, you know, in LA, uh, maybe Colorado. Maybe we split with Seattle in October. We play them twice, once there, once here. Um, But I'm going to say that the Canes don't drop more than one game in regulation in October. Um, Maybe one game, maybe one loss in regulation, a couple overtime losses, um, or maybe, you know, Maybe not, but prediction is 16 points out of at least 16 points out of 20. Um, uh, we'll see. And the like last prediction. One. You like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch. We'll go out and we'll lose in LA. We'll lose in Colorado. <laughs> it will look like we'll four straight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then yeah, there goes that. So but 
no, I, I think it's going to, I think we're in, we're going to be in for a, a good October here. I think the team's going to get on the road like they do every year and they're going to gel. They're going to do all that team building stuff that teams do. And um, I think it's going to be a good month. It's been that, it's been that way for the last two years. I don't think it's going to be any different this year. Mm-hmm. All right. My last one opening night. Michael Bunting scores the first goal of the season against Ottawa. Going to come in the first period within the first four minutes of the game. Wow. You like that? I like the, I like the uh, player choice. Four minutes. I'd love for that to happen. Within the first um, four minutes of the game. Before I could see. The... Go, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm good. I'm done. Go ahead. Um, I could, you know, thinking about it just when you said it, I was like, Oh, you know, maybe that's too early, but you know, they Ottawa just got Yonis Corpusalo, and I, I I don't know. I could see it happening because uh, it's going to. Yeah, because it's going to. Apparently, <laughs> um, do you see it on the power play? Mm, I don't care how it happens. It's just going to. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe it'll be on the power play. Maybe it won't. Um, but Bunting is going to score the first goal of the season. I think it was, what, Jarvis last year? I can't remember. It was. It was Jarvis last year. This year it's going to be Michael Bunting. Was uh, it Jarvis or Ajo? It was Jarvis. Oh, it was Jarvis. Yeah, it was Jarvis. So. All right, here are mine. I got two. Tara Vinen. Now, I – Tara Vinen and I have a love-hate relationship. You know, I I didn't expect I I don't expect him. You know, I didn't expect him to play very well this year. Uh, but you know, talking to Adam Gold, looking into a couple of things, and you know, looking at his potential line mates with Martin Nook and Stahl, I think he's going to get hot early. Define hot. Hot like points. Like I mean, okay. like assists. You know. Not as much goals, you know. I would like to see, you know, maybe four, four or five in the month of October. But I definitely see his assists reaching uh, double digits by the end of October. You know, I could see it too. If if he, you know, say he plays, you know, and we don't know, but if he plays, say he plays with Stahl and. Martinook or Stalin Foster or, or whatever it ends up being, you know, and that line gets plays heavy, four checks hard, you know, they had a that line had a had a heck of a start last year scoring. Um, you know, I could see that taking shape if he plays third line with the, with Jordan Stall and and they get hot on the four check and you know maybe maybe that's right maybe he starts find the back of the net or or. or uh, get on the score sheet with assists, or, or I, you know, I could definitely see that. What's All right, here's the here's the last one. I'm gonna go. Power play is the top is in the top ten by the end of the month. I mean, you we we talked about the lines, and if you look at the lines on paper, and you watched them in the preseason, you know, obviously, you know, you didn't get to see much of Ajo and Jarvis by the time of recording, but uh, that's going to change in these next uh, two games. Is it two games? Or three? Yeah, they've got two two preseason games left. Yeah, yeah two preseason games. I'm at, yeah, home and home I'm, with Nashville. I'm, yeah, I'm home. I am positive that we are going to be top 10 in, by the end of October. Does it stay that way through the season? I sure hope so. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But I hope maybe yeah, you know so end of April. I don't know. I would like to see it top ten, but I would like to see it be number one in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That's where it, that's that's the key. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe all of our predictions will come to fruition i hope um, so so let's get on to our metropolitan division standings how mm. do ab how do you think i won't say how do you think who do you think will be 
when this season is all said and done, who's the eighth place team in the Metro? Flyers. <laughs> yeah, just so subtle yeah. flyers. Uh, I mean, you've Agreed. seen the struggles. You've seen the. I mean, but I mean this drama. You know, I I see them being eighth. I mean, I haven't really yeah. seen anything from Philadelphia. I again, they're going to be at the bottom. I agree. That's that's my eighth place eighth place team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, no more needs to be said. Poor guys, uh, they're rebuilding, and they are the definition of rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, seventh, what do you got? Columbus. Columbus. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have hit, we have reached our first disagreement, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say Washington. Yeah, I was teetering with that too. I think yeah. Washington is the seventh place team. I, uh, I mean, yeah, they've, they've, I mean, they still got some good players, whatever. Um, you know, they're they still got a decent goalie, but no, I, I just don't think that, you know, the coaching change and, um, there's just a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of old heads running mm-hmm. around there. And I just, um, yeah, I don't, I just don't think Washington has a good year. So that's why well, I had seven. them at my sixth because. Okay. Ovechkin, I mean, they can single hair, single-handedly <laughs> carry the team, but uh, he he's got you know he's got he's still Carlson's coming back. Uh, he was battling some injuries towards the end of the season, um, and then uh, man, I wish the best for Pacioretty. I really do. Um, but when he plays Carolina, you know, I don't wish any good things on him, but right. uh, I could, I could see them, you know, being a sixth place team or again, you know, seventh. what's your sixth place team. So my sixth place team is the New York Islanders. Oh yeah. I, and I'm, I has, I'm hesitant to do this because you know, if you've got uh, Ilya Sorokin in net, you have a chance every night. But I'm not, I'm not a believer in Bo Horvat. Uh, I'm just not. You know that they, they don't, they don't have a lot. You know, I mean, they've the Horvat. You've got uh, Barzell, um, but outside of that. You know, you you're going to have to ride Sorokin every night, and the the guy is not going. You know, he he's not immortal, right? Um, and I just, you know, I think the Islander, you, you know, the Islanders barely squeaked into the playoffs last year. They needed help, and if it mm-hmm. wasn't for if it wasn't for that crazy game where Pittsburgh lost in Chicago to like the last place Blackhawks, the Islanders mm-hmm. wouldn't even have been in the playoffs. Um, Penguins would have been, and I don't think the Islanders got better. Um, I think the Penguins did, and I think the Blue Jackets did. So I, I don't believe, I don't believe we see the Islanders anywhere near playoff contention this year. So I have them at five. Okay, everything you uh, just said. Yeah, I'm at five. Um, well, I have the Blue Jackets at five. Um, I think. I think there's a buzz in the air in Columbus, um, even with the coaching drama. Um, I don't know if any of the players really wanted Babcock there or not. I don't. I feel like now that he's gone, um, I feel like there's a like a little breath of fresh air. And I mean, you've got you got Gaudreau coming back on second, you know, a, a second year. Um, Patrick Line still exists. Um, mm-hmm. Fantilli is there. And Can't wait to watch him. Yeah, and I just think that um, something you know, and 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 assuming the health, right? Assuming uh, Zach Wierenski stays healthy, uh, I just you know, and who, who's remind me of their goalie's name? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, Merzlikens. Merzlikens, that's right. And if he can have a bounce back season, you know, I know he had a rough time last year, but um, if he can bounce back, I, I think Columbus is is set 
to have a decent year, and I've got them at five. I do think Columbus uh, is the one team in the Metro can either finish bottom or if they get hot and they stay hot, can finish five or four, maybe even three. I don't know. I don't know about that, but we'll see. Yeah, but, I mean, they could finish five or four. It, it just all depends. Yeah, it is. All right, I'm sure I'm – prob- I'm, I bet you – I'm willing to bet our top four are probably the same, but we'll see. What do you got fourth? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. they, they improved in some areas, and I mean some by, like, very, very little. Uh, the, the big addition, Eric Carlson, Casey the Smith is gone. Which and he ended up of, all the way out in Vancouver. Yeah, which kind of surprised me. Uh, I would have them higher if the goalie situation was a lot better than the shape it's in right now. Yeah, I agree. They're my fourth place team as well. Um, and I think they're going to be one of those uh, bubbles for the playoffs, you know, depending on what happens in the Atlantic. Um, but there's, I, I, I think, I really believe there's a there's a chance that both wildcard teams come out of the Atlantic. I mean, they're, you know, I don't think they're as good at the top as the Metro, mm-hmm. um, but I think they are deeper than the Metro, if that makes sense. I think they're middle ground teams are a little better than those, you know, the same kind of teams in in the Metro. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not top four wise. I think the Metro has top four, top three wise uh, than the Atlantic, but because I think Boston's going to take a step back. Yeah. I do too. But I I, I mean, you never know, but. But I think think, Buffalo, I think Buffalo and Ottawa have a good chance and even Detroit. mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. they, they all three have a, it's going to be a wild card battle. I think between those three teams. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you know Florida does, I mean they could be right there in the mix too. But anyway, let's get back to the Metro. Um, yeah, so Pittsburgh was my fourth. Um, third, my third is the New York Rangers. I can't. I can, I, I just don't even like talking about them. But yeah, they're my third. <laughs> yeah, stand yeah. the Rangers. Yeah, I can't either. Um, but they still have good players, and um, the only Igor people they really lost are Tarasenko and Patrick Kane that I yeah. saw. Yeah, and uh, Igor Shosturkin still plays at MSG. So yeah, as long as as long as as long as he plays at MSG, they've got a chance. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm be honest with you. I think that taking Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko out of that lineup uh, actually makes them better. I know that sounds I ridiculous, so. but mm-hmm. I know I know that sounds ridiculous because it's Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko. But um, man, I just feel like the Rangers like screwed themselves over when they added those pieces last year um, before the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, if this was five years ago, it'd be a different right. story. But right. Tarasenko, not a fan of, especially after the off season. Yeah. Um, but I don't know who was at blame for that. But number two, who do you have for number two? Everybody's gonna hate me for everybody's gonna hate me for this. No, really, because I have the yeah. Devils uh, at one. Do you? I'm joking. No, oh. no, they're at two. No, they're at two. Oh, that's good. So I guess our top four is not the same. Don't. <laughs> I was about to say. I mean, so the Devils are your number two. Yep. Yeah, they're my number two too. I'm, as well, I'm just good. kidding. Good. <laughs> I'm just good. kidding. I was about to say, but. I expect it to come down to, you know, the very end, just like it did this year. Hope it doesn't. But yeah, me neither. I don't want to. But I mean, you know, they the they have they have some great forwards, some great scoring forwards. Um, you know, Nico Nico Heischer was a Selkie finalist. He's solid. You know, two hundred foot forward. 
Um, Jack Hughes is just Jack Hughes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just, they, the, the difference is, and the reason I don't think that I'm not ready to put the, the Metro crown on the devils yet is because one, they're goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a believer. We saw them crumble in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got through the they got through the Rangers series, but then they came to Raleigh and and played the Canes, and they just fell apart. Yeah. Um, and their defense, their de- I mean, their defense is decent. It's not, it's not as good as the embarrassment of riches that we have here in Raleigh. And I mm-hmm. think that's the difference. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I'm not, I, I'm not ready to put the crown on the Devils. I'm just not. I think this is the Canes year. Yeah, I mean, the only defenseman they have is Dougie Hamilton. And yeah, if you want to call that defense. Yeah, it's a defense. But, you know, I like Dougie. He was great for us in Carolina. Um, and, you know, he's thriving in New Jersey. I hate to say that. But, yeah, uh, Vanacek played very well in the regular season. But, again, playoffs, puppy ride. They had to go with uh, the backup. The backup played great. They put him against Carolina. He got destroyed. Then they put Vanacek in. He had one good game. Not even a good game against us. I think we scored on him four times. I can't remember. Uh, I don't either. In game three. And then, you know, the rest is history because the next two games, um, the Hurricanes won. Uh, And then number one, there is no need to – explain it because we are a podcast that talks about the hurricanes they're gonna win the metro i think they could win the president's trophy yeah i'm all in metro um conference president's trophy um the ultimate stanley cup yeah Mm -hmm. i'm all in they're my pick all around so, and, uh, and I, you know, yes, I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a homer, whatever you call me, whatever you want. But I feel like even if I was not any of that and I was on the other side looking in, I still like, feel like they would be my pick. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all well, right, let's, uh, let's get to some tweets. Let's, uh, make fun of some people and <laughs> laugh and then get out of here for the night. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right, I'm I'm gonna give you one, and then you have one this week, right? I I only have one. Okay, I only have one. All right, all right. Well, here we go. Stupid stuff. Griff and AB read on Kane's X. All right, mine. In response to the final score. Friday in Florida. Imagine thinking Raleigh, North Carolina is a better place than South Florida. LOL. Well, I are they talking about are they is this I guess this is about hockey because I mean if well, you look at the state of Florida, you know, the state of Florida has some pretty places. So does North Carolina. Hockey wise, um no. I think they're talking about I think they're talking about just to live there. Well, to live there? Uh I don't I don't know. I mean, we both live in North Carolina, so we're obviously I'm not just No way I would live in South Florida over Yeah. Mm-hmm. No way. No way. Mm-mm. But hockey-wise, yes, we're far Better, I believe. Yes, they beat. Yes, they beat us last year. I get that they swept us. Okay, but what have they done the past five years? And I know they made the Stanley Cup. You know, whatever. They didn't win though. They didn't win. Guess what? They got the same thing we did. Mm -hmm. They just played. Went home a few more games. And then there was another one in that thread. There was another one in that thread that made me mad. Oh boy! I said I'd had one, but it it said something like, "Imagine icing your starters and getting walked on, bro." It's the preseason. Shut your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut your face. Aho barely tried. Give me, give me. Yeah, a and, yeah. They're already uh, coming at us after last season. 
Uh, yeah, but, well, walk upstairs, whatever. walk upstairs, open your mom's fridge, get a Pepsi, and shut up. <laughs> All right, here's my one. Somebody posted a video of them at the Hurricanes preseason game. And the caption said, cheering and then realizing who scored. Well, as you may or probably know, D'Angelo scored. And the Hurricanes Twitter, some of the D'Angelo fans went nuts, including me. I I quoted the tweet and I said, (laughs) rent free. (laughs) <laughs> and I come back to it like an hour later and the tweet's deleted. Yeah. Well, so actually the person went private. It went private. I thought like I was blocked. And then I bet you weren't the only one saying. So. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And then the next day I look and the, the tweets obviously deleted. It's gone, but she opened her account back up. If you can't take the heat, then don't post something like that. Yeah, whatever. I'm not, you know. I I don't I don't care. You know, look. <laughs> did you I mean, I wasn't so I didn't I I know I said I was going to that game, but I didn't end up making it. All right. But uh work again, work was crazy. But uh I saw on Twitter somebody tweeted it might have been Walt Ruff or it was definitely somebody in the media. Maybe it was Corey Lavalette. I don't remember who it was, but somebody tweeted um when Tony D'Angelo was announced in the arena that there were yeah. mm-hmm. a, cheers. There loud, loud cheers. So, um, As you know, should. yeah, I think the silent majority definitely, uh, outweighs those who don't, you know, who, who say they don't, you know, care for the guy, whatever, but it is what it is. You know, he's here, whether they, you know, people like it or not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's been, it's been a, it's been a good experiment, right? Two years ago, he's, he, he did fine. He played well. He set a record. He, whatever, he's back. He's doing the same thing. He's not causing issues. And mm-hmm. as much as you want to create this narrative out there, people, it's just false. It is false. He made mistakes. We all have. I have. Yep. But mm-hmm. people grow. People learn. And, you know, people can change. This is judgmental. It yeah. is. Pe- people can change. And, um, you know, it is what it is. It, I, I'm done with it. I'm done talking about it and addressing it. That'll be the last time uh, I address it on this podcast. So, yeah, I'll say I'll say one more thing. You know, like you said, everybody makes mistakes. It happens. We're all human. OK, you can't you know, people hold grudges. OK, you know, understand that. But again, this fan base, this is a fan base. Are we are we not going to cheer if something good happens? Are we just going to be quiet? Are we just going to be quiet? Like that that just doesn't make sense. Everybody makes mistakes. Okay, he's on our team. If you don't like it, then why don't you go cheer for a different team? And it's not like he. It's not like he uh, tries to sweep anything under the rug. Like he knows he made the mistakes uh-huh. in the past, and he has addressed them, and he's not afraid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. He's not. It's out there. Go go find it. So yeah, enough of D'Angelo. We're not talking anymore about. You know, <laughs> we obviously stand up for D'Angelo and uh, friends of the podcast do as well. But yeah, anyway, what so, are what are the other tweets you have? That's it. That's it. Well, I, that's not it. I guess there <laughs> is another. Um, but it's <laughs> so. This one is probably what we're going to see. I didn't expect to see any of this in the preseason, but lo mm-hmm. and behold, there it is. Uh, and this guy says, penalty kill already looks weak, and we're not even one game in. We're in for a long season, folks. Just can't <laughs> take that. much more. Just can't take much more of this PK being mediocre. Since when has our PK been mediocre? <laughs> When did this guy like 
did this guy like has he been in a coma for like five years and he just like woke up today and watched the game because if that's the case then okay like that's valid but are we have we been watching the same team bro i don't know i mean we have jacob slavin out there i mean even coaches and gms have said like you know especially with jacob slavin he's the best defensive defenseman in the nhl we've had the best Um, penalty kill for two seasons straight i mean I don't care if you have the first, you know, nine times out of ten, if you go on the power play, nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, you're not scoring when Jacob Slavin is on the ice, in my opinion, and we have our best penalty kill unit out. I mean, it's preseason, dude. Not the, Our whole roster isn't oh playing. God. Oh, my God. The other team scored a power play goal in the preseason. You know, call the fire department. Let's go. It's on fire. Like, yeah. Give me a break, let's, dude. Let's fire everybody. Let's just trade everybody. Just give up. Let's yep. all go home. Sell your tickets. Oh my god. So whatever. Uh-huh. That's all I had. Um, and I just <laughs> I can't wait to see some more of those because uh come on, people. I'll be I'll be more prepared. But next time we're on here, we have a special guest joining us. You will find out on our social media. You can find us on X, Instagram, and Facebook at Kaniac Sessions. You can find Griff where? At M underscore Griff one zero. That's M underscore Griff 10 on X. And uh, I cannot wait to announce who our guest is next week. And if mm-hmm. you're a Canes fan, I guarantee you've heard him talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can follow me on X, AB Kaniac Sessions. Thank you guys for listening. Our next session, again, we're having a guest that you all know of. And it's and the opening night preview. Opening night preview and double-digit episodes. Oh. Yeah. Nice. All right. We got some exciting stuff coming. Thank you guys for listening. I'm A.B. And I'm Griff. We will see you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening to Kaniac Sessions. To stay up to date on all Kane's news or to interact with Griffin AB, please follow us on X, Instagram, or Facebook at Kaniac Sessions. Let's go Kane! Let's go Kane!